And welcome to the Women's Investor Community Podcast. I'm Diana Ritchie. Topic for today's episode is the charitable income tax deduction. And as always, the first question you should ask yourself is, why do I care? And I think the short answer here is there's a pretty common misconception that if you give money to charity, you get a tax break for that. You get a tax deduction. And the reality is that for about 90% of us, that's actually not true. There's actually no tax benefit for a charitable donation. And so in today's episode, we'll break down two things. First, we'll talk about the standard deduction versus itemizing deductions and what that means for your charitable giving. And then two, we'll talk solutions. We'll talk about a strategy called bunching, which will help us answer the question, is there any way around this sort of sorry fact that we don't get much tax benefit for our charitable contributions? And so with that, let's dive in. Okay, part one, standard deduction versus itemized deduction. When you look at the IRS's, what's called the Statistics of Income Bulletin, which is where the IRS publishes a whole bunch of data about taxpayers in the aggregate, you'll see that in the most recent data, which is from the tax year 2020, about 87, 88% of taxpayers, almost 90% of taxpayers, took the standard deduction rather than itemizing deductions. What does that mean? That means that for about 90% of taxpayers, like I mentioned before, there is no tax benefit for a charitable contribution. In other words, you give cash to charity, but you don't get any tax break. So the rule is that when you fill out your tax return, you get to take one of two deductions. You either get to take the standard deduction or you get to itemize deductions. Itemized deductions include three big ticket items. The first one is your mortgage interest. The second one is state and local tax. And the third one, of course, is charitable contributions. And again, most people say, oh, well, I can, I have a mortgage so I can deduct the interest on my mortgage, or I gave to charity so I can deduct it. But that's only true if you are itemizing your deductions. And it only makes sense to itemize your deductions if your itemized deductions are more than the standard deduction. But the standard deduction is a pretty high bar because for 2023, the standard deduction for a married couple filing a joint tax return is almost $28,000. And the standard deduction, if you're single, not married, and file have single filing status, is about $14,000. So let's walk through an example. Let's say we have a married couple and every year they pay $10,000 of mortgage interest. They pay 
$10,000 of state and local tax. And then they're very charitable and they give $5,000 to charity each year. Their itemized deductions for 2023 would total $25,000, but they still wouldn't be itemizers because they're better off taking the $28,000 standard deduction as opposed to their $25,000 of itemized deductions. So bottom line for part one, 90% of us take the standard deduction. And the good news in that is that the standard deduction is pretty generous. And that's why most of us take it because it's the biggest number. It gives us the most tax benefit. The downside of that fact the fact that 90% of us take the standard deduction, is that, again, we're not getting much tax benefit for our good works, for our cash contributions to our favorite charities. Okay, so part two, what can we do about this? Is there any answer or solution? And I'm going to preface this part two by saying that, yes, there is a strategy called bunching and bunching can be a good solution and I'll describe it, but I'm going to put the disclaimer on it that it's a pretty, it introduces some complexity and it's really only applicable if you're donating a lot of money to charity each year. So what is bunching? Let's come back to the example with our married couple. Let's say, again, this married couple is giving $5,000 to charity each year. Bunching means that rather than giving $5,000 each year and always taking the standard deduction, our married couple is going to front load their giving. They're going to bunch all of their charitable contributions into a single year. For example, our married couple might decide they're going to give $15,000 to charity this year, and then next year and the year after, they're not going to give anything to charity. What does that strategy do? That strategy would mean that this year, our married couple would have $35,000 worth of deductions and they would take the itemized deduction and rather than having the $28,000 itemized deduction, or I'm sorry, $28,000 standard deduction this year, they'd have $35,000 of itemized deductions this year, which is creating a $7,000 deduction that they would have otherwise foregone. In other words, they're getting an extra $7,000 of tax benefit. And then years two and three next year and the year after, our married couple doesn't donate anything to charity and they just take the standard deduction like they otherwise would have done. So bottom line here, by bunching charitable contributions into a single year, our married couple can generate additional deduction that they would have otherwise foregone. 
if all of this sounds really complicated, it, it is because there are a couple drawbacks to this approach, all of which are very practical problems. For starters, number one, bunching your charitable contributions means you're paying out a whole bunch of cash in a single year. And that may or may not be viable. You may not have the cash on hand to do three years of charitable giving in a single year, because that's a lot of money going out at once. Um, Problem number two, psychologically, it can also be difficult because you might say to yourself, well, you know, I'd like to give to charity, but I don't know what the coming years are going to bring. And so I'm not comfortable making this big donation in a single year because I don't know if I'm going to need that money in the years to come. You know, the future is uncertain. And then problem number three with this bunching strategy is, of course, the problem from the charity's perspective. And that is, as we know, charities, like all of us, depend on stable, consistent, recurring income in order to run their operations. And so on that charitable, you know, the the question of what this bunching strategy does from the charity's perspective, one solution there is, you know, our our married couple in this example could donate their big deduction, their big contribution in year one to what's called a donor advised fund. And A donor-advised fund essentially is an investment account where the money inside the investment account is earmarked for charity and can't go to any other purpose. And so if our married couple puts their $15,000 into a donor-advised fund, they'll get the benefit of the full deduction this year, in our example, but the married couple could then pay out the money to the charity over time. A little bit this year, a little bit in year two, a little bit in year three. So using a donor advised fund helps solve this income smoothing problem for the charity. But again, when I say that bunching is a complex strategy, inserting a donor advised fund into the whole scheme also introduces a layer of complexity because it's another account to manage. So what's the bottom line on this part two? Bottom line on this part two is bunching is a viable strategy, but the question to ask yourself is, does bunching make sense? In other words, is the juice worth the squeeze? And I think the answer, short answer, is if you are making really big charitable contributions, then bunching is a viable strategy that you should know about. And if you're not making really big charitable contributions right now, I think the safe takeaway is keep it simple. It's good to know about the strategies that are out there. It's good to know what's available and to be educated about it. But for the vast majority of us, I think that the complexity and logistics of bunching simply don't outweigh 
the tax benefit that we get from using the munching strategy. So to wrap this up and bring it all home, um, on Giving Tuesday, in honor of Giving Tuesday, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, which is that charitable giving doesn't necessarily make sense from a tax perspective. That said, there are a whole bunch of non-tax reasons to give to charity. And I think the two overarching principles here are, one, in our personal finances, it's important and it's lovely to keep things simple. I think simplicity in our finances and in our life is can, can be a guiding star and can be a great value to work towards. And two, don't let the tax tail wag the dog. Because yes, charitable giving may not be the most tax effective thing, even though there's this common misconception that you do get tax breaks when you donate money to charity. But it doesn't change the fact that if charitable giving is something that is important to you, if it's authentic to you, then by all means, continue to be charitable. And you may fall anywhere along the spectrum. Charitable giving may not be important to you at all. Charitable giving may be important to you and maybe you're giving, you know, a, a modest amount, but an amount that's meaningful to you. Maybe you're giving a lot to charity currently. Maybe you aspire to give more in the future. Or again, maybe you don't. Wherever you fall on the charitable giving spectrum um, is a matter of authenticity and what's important to you. And there's no right or wrong answer here. But I think the thing to know is even if you're not getting much tax benefit for your contributions to charity, follow your heart and do what's authentic to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Women's Investor Community Podcast. Of course, if you have questions about money or your personal finances, please feel free to drop us a voice note from the homepage at dianaritchie.com.